Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. I'm so excited to bring to you a fascinating topic and one of my new friends, John Ayo, who is the author of Travel Balance. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a subject that's really near and dear to my heart and something that people don't often think about, and that is the idea of travel and how much travel do we do and how do we stay healthy on the road? So John, thank you so much for saying yes to my invitation to be on the show. Holly, I'm excited to be here with you and your crew. Well, thank you so much. We like to start out every show with kind of the same question, which is the idea, first of all, of what does mindfulness mean for you and how do you practice mindfulness in the world? Oh, mindfulness is absolutely key. And so when you look at mindful, F-U-L-L versus mindful, F-U-L, that's really a differentiator. How do we get out? And for me, it's more about just kind of getting into the present moment. So I practice it. I've been doing meditation for probably 20 years, um, yoga and Aikido martial arts, which all tend to focus on going inside and just kind of stilling and quieting your mind so that you can listen. Because when you can quiet things down, you can hear all kinds of cool messages that come from your body and from other places that you're listening for. So mindfulness is about stress reduction for me, and I do it throughout the day, every day, because it really is key. And that's really what the show is about. I, you know, the, the book Everyday Mindfulness that, that I wrote that supports the show is about, you know, I, it says on the back, no yoga mat needed. And I know that's part of the confusion around mindfulness is, is mindfulness meditation, is meditation mindfulness. And I always like to, you know, invite listeners to remember that meditation is one way to be mindful, but not the only way to be mindful. And that's what I'm so excited about, about our conversation today is being mindful about the care and feeding and nurturing of your body so that you can be out in this global world that we're creating. And so why I wanted to bring you on the show is because I actually had the opposite of, of this experience. A few years ago, I was traveling, professional speaker. I'm out on the road 120 days a year. And I landed in a hotel and had a dis-ease, a, a, a sickness come about my body. And I was needing to recover from that so that I could take the stage. It was one of those unfortunate travel experiences that, you know, luckily for me, I don't have very often, but when it does, does come up, you don't know what to do. And, and you're kind of at the mercy of, you know, the concierge at the hotel to get you to, you know, a medical facility or get you the right prescriptions or, or this or that. And you have an approach that helps people think about, 
the mindfulness before they travel, during their travel, and then after their travel. So just want to give you kind of the floor to share. What is travel balance about and how could I have avoided this experience by practicing what you teach executives and leaders around the world? Well, I wish there was a way to avoid it. You can't really avoid things. It's kind of like, you know, the stressors when we travel, and that's the hardest part is managing it. Flights are going to get canceled. I can't help your bag not to get lost. You know, I can't help for, you know, flight delays and all the issues and challenges that we have, like when we get sick. But what we can do is prepare to the best of our ability so that when those crazy things happen, you're ready. So, for example, you get to the hotel, and this happens to a lot of us. You know, as speakers, we travel around, you get there, you go eat dinner with people, and maybe you ate something maybe in a foreign country that wasn't so good, and you find yourself back in the hotel room going, oh, my God, I don't feel so good, and I've got to speak tomorrow morning at 8.30, and that's not a good feeling. So what you have to do is bring things with you so that you have, I call it my just-in-case kit, a variety of things for a variety of issues that might come up. And so I use them a bunch of different uh, whole food supplements, herbs, and essential oils that I pack and I recommend that people bring with them to help with things like, I feel like I'm getting sick, uh-oh, I've got a sore throat, here comes a cough, digestive thing, jet lag, I can't sleep in the hotel, what am I going to do? And as you mentioned, you know, we get there, there's an impact to this when you're traveling, because we're all traveling for a reason. You go to do something, and if you don't feel good, you're not going to be the best Holly you can be, right? Absolutely. And I mean, this, this experience was just, just terrifying for me because, you know, obviously there's a, there's a financial agreement between me and the meeting planner and the speaker. And, and, and there's an audience of, you know, somewhere between 10 and 10,000 people that are depending on, on me being on the stage. And, you know, not everybody listening to the show is a speaker or a meeting planner, but this same thing happens for you. If you're going to your desk or your office, there's, there's a ripple of why you need to take care of yourself, whether you're traveling, you know, across town or across the country or across the world. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I've done it all. I've been, you know, whether you walk up to your office and you don't feel good if you're working at home or you drive to your work or you're traveling internationally, there is just a huge impact. If we don't feel good, I mean, it's not selfish, but you know what? We're not thinking about the company. We're not thinking about their, our job because we're just thinking about, I don't feel good. And so, as you know, I traveled around the world with IBM and love IBM, but when I don't feel good and I'm sitting in a hotel room in Peru, I'm not thinking a lot about IBM. I'm thinking about, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? And what am I going to do? But Because I want to do the best that I can do uh, when I'm there. So preparation is absolutely key. And as you talk about mindfulness, um, you know, we can talk about stress reduction, same or very similar uh, areas. It's about um, how do I reduce the stressors on my body so that it can do what it knows how to do, which is to get and stay well, because your body's always trying to help you heal if we'll just help it out. So we gotta give it certain things to help and we gotta take away things that are hurting it. And when we travel, stress, the stressors just go up because things happen and they're just going to. So uh, balancing that is key. So what is one of the things or your favorite thing in your, I love this idea, just in case kit. What's, in your, what's one of the items in your just in case kit? Oh my just in case kit. So I use essential oils, I use Young Living. And they have a, a couple of different uh, blends that for me would be like, gotta have them. One is called Thieves, and it's basically an immune support uh, essential oil blend. Another one is called Digi, and that one is targeting uh, the digestion and how do we help with that. So those are the two biggies I have. So you can find it in different forms. I mean, I use Thieves and Digi's, but you can find different herbal supplements to support immune system and digestion, because those are some of the biggies that you'll have. And then there are also blends that help with relaxation. But 
uh, from a just-in-case perspective, I think that's probably your, you know, like you described, kind of worst case is you get to a room and you don't feel good and something, you know, feel like you're getting the flu or um, some digestive issue. Um, so bringing those kind of supports are probably in the biggest and the stress reduction thing so you can sleep. So, John, one of the things that I, I hear a lot in my, my own speaking on this topic is, oh, Holly, that's just woo-woo, you and your candles and your essential oils and your natural remedies and yada, yada, yada. And there may be some people listening to the show that are like, okay, John and Holly, fine, that thieves oil stuff works for you. What's, what's one thing that we could maybe tell them that might get them to try something that they, become, that they think is woo-woo and make it a wow in their life? Yeah, well, you know, I started there. So, you know, I was one of the top sales reps at IBM back in the day, and I got sick. And that's how I got on this path. It's not like I woke up one day and went, you know, I think I'll be a naturopath today. I got sick. And so I started on this journey by going down the traditional Western model, which is fabulous uh, at certain things, at acute care, it's awesome. But when you look at chronic things, and you, you start looking at systems like uh, acupuncture, and chiropractic, and some of these other modalities, and you go, now, wait a minute, these things have been around for like 5,000 years. And things that have been around even longer than that is essential oils. The Egyptians used to use this. And prior to that, so it's been around for a really, really long time. And when you start studying it and you see the history behind it, you realize it's not nearly as woo-woo as you think. It is based in plants and plant medicine, which is where pretty much most of our prescription drugs come from, as isolates from plants that have been studied. So this is just, you know, essential oils are just basically the essence of the, uh, the plant chemicals, the phytochemicals that help our bodies to heal. So a lot of science behind this. If you go just search on the internet, you can see the science behind some of the amazing oils that are out there. Well, and I also, I, I love that you kind of share your journey about, you know, you utilized traditional medicine as a, as a resource to invite you to the question about naturopathic remedies. And that would be an invitation to, to the listener as well. Don't take John's word for it or my word for it, or even, even what you read on the internet, that this living mindfully, the practice of being present in the moment is so often about us utilizing our own, our, our own inner guidance and, and the yes and that, you know, there, there's a space for traditional medicine and, and a, tra a space for naturopathic medicine, but it really comes down to your own internal guidance system. And I know you use yours a lot. Talk a little bit about how you, you started building your inner guidance system and honing it and then kind of trusting it in the work that you do. Well, that is a work in progress, as always. I started down this path a long, long time ago when I was actually in high school. Uh, I was working on some uh, issues. And so I started just studying and reading all these different books. And the teacher that I followed at the time was Wayne Dyer. And so I read all of his books and everything he'd recommend, got fascinated with it. So I started studying religions of the world and spirituality. And it was really interesting, but it got me to a place where you start going inside and asking questions. And again, if you can still the mind, you can start hearing answers um, that come to you in prayer or whatever your uh, particular spiritual path is. And it's just so fascinating, but that quieting the mind part that we say pretty quickly, like quieting the mind, like it's an easy thing. It takes some time and some practice and that's what mindfulness and, and the different versions are all about, especially for those of us that have the type A overachiever busy brain, I call it. A lot of thoughts going on in there. So if we can calm those down, um, you can hear all sorts of amazing things and find that, that peace that we're really looking for in the balance in our lives. 
uh, and in this world. So for me, I practice again every day throughout the day. And again, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be just closing your eyes and just visualizing. For me, I love Hawaii, as we were talking about. Love Hawaii. So whenever I talk to people and, you know, every now and then I may be texting you and just say, aloha, and people go, oh, are you in Hawaii? I'm like, I'm always in Hawaii in my head. <laughs> so close your eyes, five minutes, deep breathing, visualize the ocean is just over the hills. And it's just amazing what that can do for you. Yeah, I um, have a practice in my own travel and trying to seek balance that no matter where I'm going, when I arrive at that hotel, you know, and I get checked into the room, the, the first thing I do is kind of like you said, a, a five minute feeling into the energy of this space. And most hotel rooms now, you know, they have a desk chair, whatever, you know, I grab the desk chair, I sit down, put my feet, not cross, I know women, that seems weird, but put, I put my feet on the ground and just really breathe into that space because the more that I travel, the more I sense the energy is different in Detroit than it is in San Diego or Washington, D.C. And I, in no way, shape or form, think one is good or one is bad, but when I can sync my own frequency into the feeling of a particular town, it helps my travel balance faster in each city. If I just come and drop my bags and run to the dinner uh, with the client, I don't have the same presence that I have when I take that time to make those intentional causes in the hotel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you one of my uh, jet lag secrets that kind of involves this is a principle called earthing, where we get bare feet on the earth. And when you travel across many time zones, uh, like going to Asia where it's 10, 11, 12 time zones, it's really, really tough on the body. So one of the things that I recommend is that people get outside. If you can just get bare feet on the earth for like 20 minutes, it helps to sink you into that time zone. And it's kind of like what you're describing in the physical sense. Part of that is because um, there's a thing called the Schumann resonance of the earth. So we're getting a little technical here, but this is pretty cool stuff. And so I will mention this. It's kind of like the heartbeat of the earth. It's the resonance, 7.83 hertz. So it's like a metronome that's kind of clicking all the time. And when we sync up with that, it also happens to be around the same wavelength as alpha brain waves that are help us get into that calming state. So bare feet on the earth will help connect you. I know this sounds kind of crazy, but again, it's one of those things you got to try it. Um, it can help with inflammation. It basically dumps electrons from your, you know, your airplane trip that you're picking up but it sinks you into that space. So you're talking about the energy of a certain space. That's one of the best ways to do it. Sometimes it's tough because you're sitting in a place with a lot of concrete around. So, uh, but if you're in a place, you know, that you can all get outside and get on some grass, then it's a good thing. This is a modality that we both teach, John, and I, I'm so glad that you, you brought it in, into the room because sometimes it's not even you don't have to call it something fancy, you don't have to call it earthing, you don't have to whatever, but you know, when you have that break in that meeting, you can go outside of the hotel and I promise you, you're going to find a tree somewhere and people go, oh, Holly, that's, that's not possible. And I go, um, the hardest place I've actually found to do the earthing was Las Vegas. Yeah. And uh -huh. there's it a little bit of a concrete jungle there, but it just takes that mindful presence and the recognition of that this is important to you. And I have always found it in Las Vegas. I, I tend to loosen up a little bit, like barefoot is, is great, but even if you can't take those shoes off or the sandals off, even, you know, even with your shoes on, I, I, you know, sometimes in Vegas, the only place I can find real ground is where the, the doggies visit. Uh, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. But I, I do, I do, I, you know, I'll keep my shoes on and, and go and just kind of, you know, 
breathe that that energy in, into the earth and allow myself to reset. So I, you know, I love your your comment there. Seven point eight three hertz. You know, we don't have to get all fancy about the numbers, but that will bring me back to the presence of mind of whatever city it is I'm in, where I'm in it. Yep. And exactly. uh, you know, I, I exactly. was in Hawaii, so I did I did find the sand, you know, find find the soil. But you don't have to travel to do these things, John. I mean, that's what's so cool too is, you know, in, yep. in your own house or you know, you're walking to your car, you know, in and out of the parking lot. Most parking lots, you know, they have some sort of, you know, tree or grass. It doesn't have to be this big. I gotta go to a park and spend 20 minutes. It's you know, I'm gonna find the, the earth or the ground within the framework of my day, wherever it is I'm traveling. Well, exactly. And the other thing, another one of my jet lag secrets, because this all plays in, and again, it doesn't have to be just when you're traveling in jet lag, but is our friend, the sun, which you can find in most places, even when it's a cloudy day, it's still there. And if you can get out in the sun, especially around noon, um, it really helps to sink your body into that time zone. So one of the things that people struggle with when they travel, especially business travelers, is sleeping in the hotel room, which is tough. And part of that is because your body goes into fight or flight uh, high stress mode because you're in a new environment. So it's like, oh, hey, we're in a new place here. You know, it's on super high alert, which does not lend itself to sleeping well. But the other part is that, especially when we shift time zones and get out of our circadian rhythm, it's, you know, how do we sink in with that zone? So going outside, looking at the sun, one of the cool things that it does is that sunlight hits your brain and hits a gland in there called the pineal gland. And when it hits that pineal gland, it actually causes it to basically fill up the tank with something called melatonin that we hear about. And it's a hormone that's created by that gland. And so when you travel, I recommend taking it, depending on where you're going, taking some supplemental melatonin, good quality, and that can help. But again, just getting in the sun and, and looking at it will help fill up the tank. And then at night when it's dark, your body releases it. And that's what helps you sleep. So another, another plug for the, uh, the earth and the sun, right? <laughs> No, yeah, and it, it's absolutely great being being in Hawaii. I, I stayed at the Alani Resort, and and the whole resort is structured around, you know, earth, sea, sun, moon, water, and all of those those elements. And I think as executives, as leaders, you know, again, whether we travel in our town or, or around the world, is how do we connect to the wisdom of our own body, our own our own self, and that that wisdom all around us. And I know your your experience as as a high impact executive, as a naturopath, and then bringing this travel piece really serves people in a deep way. And you've got some new keynotes out, so we want to hear. Tell us about your keynote and how people can book that for for their own audiences. Absolutely. So my main focus, obviously, is this niche: is travel balance to talk about for executives and for you know anyone that's traveling for business or recreation. Because if you plan the big trip, you know, I'm gonna go to Greece, I've been planning for five years, I'm gonna go there for two weeks and you get there on day three and you're jet lagged and sick, it's not good. So it's not just for business, but for um, even in the recreational space. So travel balance is the main talk. And in there, I'm really just showing people how they can stay energized, healthy and balanced. And I just do it kind of chronologically from, you know, what are the things you pack, getting to the airport? How do I sleep on the plane? What if I get sick? Um, how do I exercise during business meetings? Uh, what do I do with things like the bottles of wine that show up at business events? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, again, that I live through in traveling to over 26 countries with IBM and over 3 million miles. So I learned the hard way a lot of these things. So that's my kind of signature talk. But then for those that don't travel as much, I have a presentation called Wellness Magic that focuses in on just the principles of health. What are the things that we need to do to stay energized and healthy so we can be the most productive and engage in our jobs. Um, because one of the main lessons that I've learned and the, the thing that I talk about the most is that 
you know, when you have your health, anything is possible. And we can do so many cool things in this life. But when you don't have your health, nothing else matters. And so it's really helping to educate people and then motivate them to take responsibility. So wellness magic is a key. And then the third one that I talk about is sales balance, where I focus on the sales team. Since I spent over 25 years in IBM and sales and sales training, it's kind of a special group, sales and consultants that travel around a lot. It can be very stressful. So uh, focus in on just the general, um, how do we stay in balance as a salesperson so we can be most effective for our company and make that quota and achieve that quota. Wonderful. So John, how do people track you down? What's your website and how would I get your book? So travelbalance.net is my website and there are links on there uh, directly to the book. It is on Amazon in both print and Kindle form. And uh, I am working on a, a video series for corporate travelers that companies can get and, um, and or workshops and of course speaking engagements as you do as well. So those are the best ways for folks to get me. If you want to call me, my number is 469-573-4509, and uh, I will answer whenever I can. Awesome. John, well, thank you for your generosity today for sharing with a couple of techniques we can try. I know there's many, many more. I hope you'll consider coming back on another episode of the show so we can share some more. Lots of things to talk about, Holly. No shortage for you and I to come up with things that are beneficial for people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. We look forward to having you on another episode. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.